You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. It doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps. Have I said this a lot? Can you tell I've, I've said this a number of times, by the way, uh, yeah. the speed at which I'm reading it? <laughs> <laughs> this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about missing promos or Oh, yeah, we got to or... talk about that after the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just broke the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jeeper. We're glad you're here. On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got some shocking Jeep news that you are not going to want to miss. I've also got a little something for a segment of Jeep owners we typically like to pick on. And later we ask the question, everybody has the right answer to what's your favorite trail snack everybody likes to snack what do you grab when you're off-road hey. well howdy it's wendy and on this episode i ask when fixing your jeep when do you call it quits when it's <laughs> fixed <laughs> i guarantee you the first sight of blood no yeah. that's just that's just grease and uh and uh one of those blue towels wrapped around your finger or wherever, whatever's bleeding uh, it makes a good tourniquet too for your uh, for a head uh, wound. Hi, I'm Tony, <laughs> and I'm going to go off road twice in one month. Oh, wow. Well, well, I guess maybe not one month because it was June, and now it's going to be July. But can I say within thirty days? Is the, yes, you can. Would, would that be it? Perfect. So yeah, perfect. We'll be talking more about that in the uh, the Jeep Gladiator segment. No, it hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, you guys have undoubtedly heard in national news that there are parts of this nation that are seeing severe drought conditions, and yet others seeing just the opposite. As a result of severe storms that came through the Detroit area on June 25th, much of the area experienced significant flooding, including Jeep's Jefferson North Assembly Plant and the adjacent shipping yard. Water from the plant has been removed and is still being removed, and the ships will be resuming on a delayed schedule. An assessment is being conducted on the condition of the vehicles in the yard, but it is clear that there are many that will be a complete loss. There were several incredible videos and pictures that came out through social media showing the degree of flooding across the shipping yard. Some Jeep Grand Cherokee WK2s can be seen with water just up to the tires, Others had water up and past the floorboards even. And yet other videos, you can barely see the roof of other Jeeps. It was that deep in, in some places. The news comes as a, well, tough pill to swallow with the semiconductor shortage hitting automakers very hard recently. With many of the vehicles on the lot having so many varying degrees of flood damage, it's sad to say that lots of the semiconductor chips used for these new vehicles, now damaged, are likely going to have to be wasted. Time will tell how devastating of a blow this will be to Stellantis, Jeep's parent company, and of course to Jeep itself. And a big thanks goes, and a stout Jeep wave that is, goes out to listener Jerry for suggesting this story to us. Thanks, Jerry. Wow, I just, I can't believe the pictures. I hope the listeners actually look at the show notes. I mean, I, I didn't see these come through, believe it or not, in my social media feed. So I'm glad that you're sharing this, but wow, I can't believe the damage. I just yeah, see opportunities for uh, scavenging computer parts. 
uh, for <laughs> for other co- well, you know, other vehicles. A little, you know, some vacuuming and some shampoo. Those seats could be probably be reconditioned. I don't know. Maybe the dashboard is still good. I you know I, I don't know. A little know bit how of rice on all the will go yeah, on on all the components. This. Have some rice. Yeah, Jessica, you know, Jessica, Jessica, yeah. <laughs> I need thirty five tons of Jessica in here, please. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty bad, and this is definitely a a one two punch for Jeep with the uh, with the semiconductor uh, chip shortage, and now this uh, hurting their already hurting inventory. Uh, you know, is Jeep the only automaker suffering uh, s- stuff like this? No, certainly not. There are others out there, but we don't uh, care about we, them. <laughs> well, no, of course not. But uh, uh, nonetheless, you know, it, this is this is this is bad. Uh, you, I've seen Jeep lots that are looking pretty sparse nowadays. This is going to make things even worse, especially for people who are expecting a new Jeep, uh, who are in the market for a new Jeep. You may be waiting longer for the perfect vehicle, uh, or it may have to settle for something else. Well, even Loki himself has got to be upset. Okay, so who out there likes the Renegade? No, not you, Cody. I'm I'm not talking to you. (laughs) Nobody else? Okay, so there's at least one cheaper out there that likes the Jeep Renegade enough to talk about it. I'm sure there are others, but since the cute ute, as it was uh, called, arrived on the scene about six years ago, there hasn't really been a huge explosion of aftermarket support or extreme modifications for that matter. For comparison's sake, let's look at the, I don't know, JK line of Wranglers six years into its life. Yeah, enough said. Okay, now, given the choice of a Marvel-themed special edition, would you be more inclined to drive one? No. Probably not, right? Now, now I totally missed the Batman-themed Dawn of Justice Renegade from a few years back, but if you consider yourself a bigger Marvel fan than a DC one and you just so happen to live in Italy... Yeah, well, you may be interested to learn that Jeep is coming out with a Loki-themed version of its compact SUV there. Now, I don't know why it's only going to be available in Italy. Maybe Loki is way more popular over there than in the country where the movie came from, but I digress. Unlike, uh, <laughs> But in like true Jeep fashion, rather, the executives in charge of making the design decisions completely dropped the ball. Or in this mm. case, got the color of what the ball was supposed to be completely wrong. Way to go, Jeep. You had one job. Now, I'm not the poster child for Marvel fandom by any stretch of the imagination. I just so happen to like the entertainment value of superhero movies, and I grew up watching cartoons of many of the characters in them. But even I know that Loki is a dude known for his eccentric green and gold outfits, costumes, uniforms, unitard, whatever you want to call them. There is always green in the theme. This renegade is blue. It might as well have been red and have a giant S on the hood for how off the mark this is. Now, if you're still interested in the Jeep that you can't get here in the States, and it is the wrong color for what it is, well, the Loki Renegade can be had in either a turbo diesel multi-jet or as a 4XE model, where all-wheel drive will be an available option. It would be based on the limited trim with the function pack, so buyers get conveniences like folding electric side mirrors, electric room for to store things under the front passenger seat, and a reversible waterproof cargo mat that's easy to take out and hose down. It's also got 18-inch rims standard, which are pretty large for the little Renegade. So what makes it a Loki? I really have no idea. <laughs> I, I think they forgot to read that memo, too. It's, it's like a fourth-grade report on a reptile known as a Gila monster that I just completely failed. Why? Because I used my imagination to come up with what I thought a Gila monster was instead of going to the library and actually looking it up. Now, I'm not seeing any as in at all unique badging on the vehicle in the released renders, which is a little surprising considering even the Batman Superman-themed Renegade had a nifty little Batwing crest on the tailgate. 
Now, maybe Loki personally requested the electric side mirrors and cargo mat. I mean, look, he's a, he's a bad dude, but even he appreciates practicality and convenience, just like the rest of us, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I think it's named Loki because you want to like this thing because uh, Tom, what's his name, uh, Hillam or something like that, that plays the character, likable guy. He's just got sure. a little impish grin on his face, and and you don't yeah, want him to be character. a bad guy. It's the, like the renegade. You don't want the renegade to be be bad, but, but in, in the end, he's gonna screw you. Well, I don't know. I thought, I thought if you watch the movies, I thought Loki was the god of, the god of what humor or jokes or practical mischief something or rather. Mischief. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's mischief. the word. Mischief. So so maybe this is done on purpose. You know, no, you're gonna get in trouble. No, you're going to no, mess around. Do not try and excuse their incompetence. <laughs> I am sorry. No, this is supposed. I mean, even if it was that that crappy bug juice green of about ten years ago, I would have been happy with that. But but no, it, it it just so happens to be this like metallic blue that has absolutely nothing to do with the character. But well, whatever, Jeep. Go on with your bad self. Or perhaps <laughs> yeah. the perhaps this is a color used in the Ringling Brothers uh, circus. And they're gonna. That, that's what they need to do is come out with a. Uh, with, with all the clowns a coming out of a it. A renegade, yeah, a <laughs> renegade, <laughs> a special edition Ringling Brothers, and uh, the commercials, like you say, the commercials self-made. You just have six hundred uh, clowns come out of the <laughs> come out of the out little of the little car. <laughs> and I think I, I, I want really to. I just want to mention this really. Go that route with it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to exemplify the the interior space of a, such a small vehicle yeah. by yeah cramming yeah. thirty grown ass men with oversized shoes into it. It's, exactly. It sells. It hair. sells itself. And I just want to mention really quick when we make fun, or specifically when I make fun of the Renegade, I'm not making fun of you Renegade owners. You buy no. whatever you like, drive That's whatever right. you like. I'm making fun of the Renegade, and I think I can talk for uh, Wendy and, and Josh here, too. We, we just don't like that as being one of the Jeeps that they have in the lineup because it's just not Jeepy. It's it's just not. I mean, it's fine for what it is, but it's not something that, that I would ever want uh, to have. Well, Thank it you. happened in a fraction of a second. A bolt of lightning strikes a Jeep as it drives through a storm. Now, I, I this can't imagine happening this to anybody, let alone capturing it on film. Lightning strikes yep. typically happen in, in a tenth of a second, quarter of a second, less than a half of a second for sure. And getting one on film, especially one hitting a Jeep, we're talking about a once-in-a-lifetime moment here. Nathan and Sarah Vanderhoof and their three daughters were inside the Jeep when their Jeep was hit by lightning during a Kansas thunderstorm. The bolt left a hole in the door handle, and the car was left on its last legs. And you can see in the video uh, from this, it, it just it just stops dead in its tracks. The family says they are lucky to be alive, and they didn't know what was happening until it was already over. Now, I've got a yeah, couple I of still images pulled from the video in the show notes for my co-hosts. You guys see this? Now, the, the, the second image is more or less uh, about a tenth of a second after the strike. But the lightning has come out of the sky. It is starting to fade. It has struck the Jeep. And it has yep. already gone through one side of the Jeep and then through the metal and out into the other and down to the other side of the road. So it enters the, uh, enters the vehicle from the driver's side, exits from the passenger side. And it is, I mean, the video itself, when you see this, it is blinding. And, and in just a fraction of a second, it's over. And here's this Jeep coming to a stop with no lights. I mean, it's yeah, just it, like, oh, holy cow, what just happened? What, what did it, you say? This was, was a renegade? How many clowns were killed? No, it's not oh, that. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> and if if your listeners have not seen the video, you should just look it up because it's impressive that the guy behind actually happened to have a camera to capture this. 
because it's, it's uh, I mean, like you said, Josh, it's once in a lifetime thing. And they're yes, so lucky. I think to be it's alive. staged. I mean, what's the what's the odds of God have a camera ready? How could you possibly? <laughs> it's 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 all fake. This is all I know. This is all Loki. CGI. It was it was planned, <laughs> right? Okay, Loki. Here you Thor, go. Thor is getting upset about not being included in the Renegade lineup, yeah. so he's so he's, like, he's taking shots at, at passing vehicles. <laughs> All right, I'll actually give you points for that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> now, so if you want to see the video for this uh, for yourself, we'll go ahead and, and uh, have the link for it in the show notes for this episode over at jeeptalkshow.com. It, it is definitely something to behold. If you want to check it out, please go over and uh, and hit that link on the show notes. That'll take you to a YouTube video that you're likely not soon to forget. So I, I have a question for you, Josh, and maybe you know yeah, this. Yeah, please. As a kid, I remember being told that if your car is ever struck by lightning that you shouldn't touch or anything metal do you think that's the case today and how did these people get out of the jeep if they didn't know what was going on well i think what you're referring to is more of the advice that was uh that was given uh, and it was early and often uh in grade mm -hmm. school for me that if a power line were to ever come down across your vehicle that you don't right. touch anything metal right uh, because okay. that that's a live power line now a lightning strike it's i mean it's over in a fraction of a second the electricity is gone um had somebody had their arm on the door or something like that while this happened, uh, we'd probably be talking about a much, much different story here. Uh, but the fact that everybody was, you know, in their seats and, you know, there's carpet on the floor, there's plastic on the doors, you know, door panels and all that sort, lots of insulation and interior and things like that. And the vehicle itself, you know, pretty much, you know, the, the metal chassis of the vehicle was the conductor of this. Now, you, you would think, okay, how does that happen? I thought the tires are, are made of rubber and they're, and they're sort of disconnected and stuff. Well, this is a thunderstorm in Kansas, and there's a lot of rain happening. And I think the rain and, you know, just a sheet of water all over this vehicle, over the road, the water in the sky, kind of creates that sort of conductor uh, and basically turned this Jeep into a lightning rod. So do you guys, maybe you guys already know this, uh, if you're out in a field uh, all alone and uh, no trees or anything like that and a thunderstorm comes along and there's a lot of lightning, do you know what you're supposed to do? Yes, you pick the seven iron up, not the nine yeah. iron. You start waving it around. That, no, that's, I actually you, that's the key. You, it is, the, and, and this is serious. I don't know if it's correct or not, but I've, I've I've read and heard this. The most, the best place to get struck by lightning, the most survivable place to get struck by lightning, is your butt, specifically your anus. So if you're in the middle of a field and it's lightning and you want to protect yourself. You stick your butt up in the air. Moon, Mother Nature, for all your glory. I just <laughs> okay. First and, off, and this is where California, the, and we don't have any of that, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll save your ass. So the 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 the, the I, I'm pretty sure this is where the the grab your uh, grab your ankles and kiss your ass goodbye. I think that's, that's where goodbye. the whole thing that, came, from. came from. Yeah, because it would be gone after a lightning strike. <laughs> no. I mean, I've read it. I'm serious. They said that that's the safest yeah. place to be struck by lightning. So you probably found that on the internet too, was, didn't you? I looked it up yeah. on the internet. It must be true. It was yeah. It was the, it was either the Enquirer or the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as always, if you've got a news tip uh, or response to any one of our stories, we definitely want to hear what you have to say. You can do it by phone or by email. All you have to do is head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out to us. And in fact, one of our listeners did just that here recently. Scott sent in something that he uh, saw come out of uh, come out of from Jeep 
uh, just after last week's episode aired, where we were trying to deduce what Jeep's cryptic mixed numbers marketing campaign could have meant. And if you missed that discussion, you definitely want to check it out. It's over in episode 495, so be sure to give that a listen. And big thanks to Scott for sending us a copy of this uh, of the teaser ad. And it reads, for the first time ever, 35-inch tires straight from the factory. Combined with a new axle ratio, the package delivers a 100-to-1 crawl ratio right off the showroom floor. Available for order on Wrangler Rubicon and Wrangler 392 starting in July 2021. And of course, there is a big blazing yellow Discover Jeep Wrangler button right underneath an image of a doorless rock-crawling Wrangler complete with rock rails and a loaded winch bumper, all articulated out as it's descending down a waterfall-like rock face. Jeep, message received. Can 37s or 40s be far behind? I guess it really depends no, on how, how, how good the Bronco does, doesn't it? Because <laughs> that's what all this is about, isn't it? The, yeah. the forward release in the Bronco. And going, Jeep going, hey, wait a minute. Before you go over there, look at what we're doing. See this? This is, this is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I read and, something uh, while I was uh, researching Jeep stories for, for this week's show about how the uh, design and even the idea for the removable doors on the Bronco actually came from a woman who owned a Jeep. I don't doubt it. No surprise there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just, and, and I don't, uh, I've had discussions with several people on uh, Messenger, several listeners on uh, Facebook Messenger about the Bronco. They send me things about Bronco or there's even a, uh, you know, there used to be a Hummer recovery uh, sticker that you could put on your Jeep and now there's a Bronco recovery sticker of that you can get. Of course there is. <laughs> and and I, I tell them, I said, I don't care anything about the Bronco. I think it's no, great that they're pushing really Jeep down the, down the road to give us more stuff. But I don't care anything about Bronco, and I certainly don't uh, care anything care enough about them to put my the, their name or the the, the 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 not the brand name the uh, model name on my Jeep. It's it doesn't bother me at all. They can they can do what they want to do, and and, and and Godspeed do do a great job. They're not going to beat Jeep. They they never will. No, no. I don't, well, I don't understand why, but right. they, they nobody can. It's just this <laughs> the way it is. I mean, not unless they go full renegade on us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the Bronco Sport is. So, <laughs> oh, gee, that's oh, that's a whole another thing. I didn't. I just yeah. ran across that where everybody's buying these Bronco Sports, and they ain't no Bronco. Not and not the Bronco. Not this the isn't the Bronco, Bronco that no. you're that you're looking for. They're yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, and and I have a question, or here's my statement on this new Discover Jeep Wrangler. What's that price tag going to be? What's oh, it going to push it to? If you got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to know. I mean, if you know, right now you're looking at what forty eight thousand for a base model, and then you add this I, onto there. Are we talking up in the sixty five, seventy thousand? I mean, I think we're going to be knock. I think we're going to be knocking on the door or or in the sixties. Um, yeah. When I look at uh, the uh, Gladiator Launch Edition, and that was like the pre order, get it before anybody else can. You know that that sort of thing <laughs> has all the bells and whistles. You know, it's it's the the, the cream of the crop. That sort of thing. And that was, I think, right at 60, 62, 65, somewhere right around there. I foresee this being in that price point as well. So I read, you know, since I got the Gladiator, I've been reading a lot more about it. And I've read on several uh, posts and several articles about how we ordered the uh, Gladiator uh, launch edition thinking it would come in before the Gladiator launched. 
and it didn't. Still hasn't gotten it. Still hasn't. <laughs> no, no, no. It, they did, but they had 2022 model they you're rolling out. They still it. haven't gotten it. <laughs> they didn't get it first. It was launched, but apparently there wasn't any kind of any idea when it was going to land because oh. they people could go and buy a Gladiator at the dealership while the people were still waiting for the launches to show up. I mean, that's horrible. That is pretty bad. I figured there would have been some, you know, priority shipping, something involved like that, you know, to where at least they would have gotten them ahead of time. Uh, you know, it just seems, you know, par for the course for that some that sort of thing. It's just, it just wasn't very well thought out. I mean, I, I'd yeah, like I, to know, I'd like to know why that happened. That just doesn't sound sensible at all. I want to know, like, how how a lot of this crap is happening. Uh, yeah. well, I'm sure there's, like, I'm sure there's a reason for it, and it, it makes sense. But when you hear, you know, no! this is the launch, this is the launch vehicle. <laughs> You, it's you, the suits around the table. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you want to move driving their jeep. You want to move hell and high water to make sure that happens. Otherwise, people are going to be bitching about it. I, I don't know. Maybe it goes back to the thing. Any advertisement's good advertisement, whether it's good well, or that's bad. That's true. That is true. You're listening to a four x four radio network podcast. Hey, coming up in tech talk. Are those windows hard to roll up or roll down? Oh, you mean the ones that don't have electric windows? I guess. Or does it matter? <laughs> I guess not. I'm just getting blinking over here. Maybe those power windows don't move as fast as they once did. We have a trick to free things up later in the show. You know, on the Cherokee, you had to rewire the damn thing. You're not going to talk. We're not rewiring things, are we, Josh? No, he's going to bl- he's going to blink at me some more. Just <laughs> <laughs> read the thing all the way first. There we go. <laughs> Remember, it's a podcast. You got to say stuff. <laughs> What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, at what point do you stop a Jeep mod or repair and send it to someone else to fix? Never! Now, I, <laughs> now I see posts all the time when a Jeeper is working on a problem or a fix, and it seems to take so long that they don't get out on the trails. So, when is it time to call it quits? How long will you work on a problem? Till you find the solution or figure it out? Or do you try a few times and then send it to someone else to figure out? Or do you phone a friend? Exactly how long will you proceed? Well, I asked Bill the same question recently. Now, you may recall in episode 493, I shared our 25-hour insane invitational trail run. And at around 1 a.m. in the morning, our transmission line came loose and puked fluid all over the trail. Bill managed to get the line plugged back in, and we finished the remainder of the 14-plus hours, thinking the line was secured back into place. Now, before this run and getting ready for the grueling trails, he discovered that there was a small, tiny leak in the flexible part of the transmission lines. Maybe about a drip one time a week. Not much, but it caused dust to collect, and as you know, a tiny leak does one day become a major issue. Now, not wanting to have a failure on this big run, he ordered a new transmission lines, and being handy and knowledgeable, he uninstalled the old lines and reinstalled the new lines. Piece of cake, or so he thought. Now, he did have an issue with getting the metal clip that fits around the push fitting that holds the indented transmission line in place at the transmission fitting. And that darn clip kept springing off, causing all kinds of issues trying to find it. Since it didn't fall to the ground, <laughs> no, it had to fling itself into the abyss somewhere between the skid plates and a cross member. Yes, when I say issues, that's an understatement. The new line may be a bit too long and won't seat deeply enough into the fitting, so the metal clip, which he has lost several times wasting time to locate it, won't clip on like it's supposed to. 
Now, he finally got the line in the best he could and thought it was fixed, and we proceeded on our 25-hour journey. Then, fast forward a week after that run, he's running into town, and I get a call. Come collect me in the Jeep. I'm puking fluid again. Well, we get him limp back home, and he reinstalls the lines and does some additional research, which he is very good at, by the way. He ends up ordering a new push fitting that screws into the transmission body from the auto parts store to solve the issue. Now, this new fitting should solve the issue, and it has a new metal clip. Well, we had to wait a full day for it to arrive at the auto parts store. We picked it up just as they closed as the new part was shipped in from another location. Bill takes it home, installs it, in the er- <clears throat> installs it early in the next morning. Now, good thing, because we have a run plan that day with the Redlands Jeep dealer to take newbies out on their first trail run, and we need to get this fixed. Guess what? <laughs> the new part he got won't screw into the transmission case. The threads won't oh. start correctly, and he doesn't want to cross-thread or foul up the transmission housing. Wasted time on that part research, I say. After some time and Bill using words that I don't normally that don't normally come out of his mouth, he decides he can take the clip from the new fitting and install it on the original fitting and screw it back into the transmission. New line still won't seat deeply enough, so he decides to trim the hard line a bit and make it fit. But we have to leave for the run, so he has to do it later. Now we did the run and I rode with Don. Plus, as a bonus, I got to drive his Jeep, and man, was that an awesome ride. Side note. Nice. Anyone ever asks you to want to drive their Jeep, say yes. Now, as it turns out, Bill rode with Scott, the parts manager of Redlands Jeep, and brought up the rear of this trail ride we did. Now, as all Jeepers do, when you wheel, you start talking, and Bill ends up talking or telling him about our issues and what, what, what do you know? Turns out Scott knows a thing or two about Jeeps. Sometimes having an issue turns out to be just what you need. Had we had our Jeep on this run, Bill may not have had the conversation. So Bill ordered new Mopar transmission lines from the dealer. I know we normally try not to buy from dealers, but Scott took care of us and we ordered a new factory tranny cooler too, which was on our list and desperately needed. Now we're still waiting for the parts, which should be in this week. So after the run, Bill trimmed the transmission line and what do you know? Still doesn't fit. (laughs) Add a few more choice words and losing the stupid metal clip again. Well, you get my drift. Bottom line, Bill put the old line back in so we could at least drive the Jeep while he waits for the parts to arrive. But I do have to ask, at what point do you give up? Or do you ever give up? For Bill, it's a challenge that he enjoys, trying to solve the mystery, as it were, except for the interesting vocabulary he apparently has. He thinks he solved it. Maybe. We will have to wait and see when the new lines come in. He did mention that he compared the old line with the recently purchased line, and there is a slight difference in the length on the end where it seats into the fitting. The old ones being correct snap right back into place with no issues. Now who would who would know that a brand new aftermarket line would be slightly different and not work? When you get a new item, you have some level of expectation that is that is the correct part. Just like the part we got at the auto parts store. It's supposed to be for our Jeep make and model, but no, it doesn't fit. So whether you wrench yourself and try to learn new things, I think it's safe to say that every project will take longer than expected. It will cost more than you thought, and it's okay to phone a friend. (laughs) Better yet, have the friend come over in the first place, and maybe it can get resolved before coming a long, drawn-out process. But that's what Jeeping's all about, learning. So, guys, I'm sure you both have experienced something like this. Care to share? Well, I currently have a Jeep torn apart in my garage. So <laughs> I know yes, you do. <laughs> matter of fact, on multiple kinds and multiple times, multiple levels, uh, multiple vehicles. I, I, yeah, I've got stories for days. Oh boy, I, I'm like Tony, uh, kind of uh, as he alluded at uh, the beginning of the uh, this segment. Uh, yeah, never quit, never say die. 
Um, now, there are things that I just plain and simply don't really mess with, and that's the internal components of a transmission and the differentials. Yeah, now, I, I will go ahead and drop in a lunchbox locker, or I will install a transmission cooler. Uh, I will probably even swap out a transmission filter. But I'm not going to rebuild a transmission, and I'm certainly not going to uh, try to re redo my own gears. Uh, so those are things that I'm just, one, not equipped for. They typically ha require specialty tools, uh, and I don't have those. Uh, and, and, of course, um, you know, the, the means that, you know, the space and, and time to do that sort of stuff. And, and transmission rebuilding is, is not something that you can just tackle, on, you know, in an afternoon, uh, you know, unless you really know what you're doing. Uh, so, and same thing with gears, uh, you try and rush it, you're going to grenade something and, and that's going to be a no good, very bad day. So, I mean, yes, I, I always try and, and, and take it until I absolutely can't do it anymore. Now I had something like this recently happened to me where I was just plain and simply stuck. I, it, it I spent days on this project and, and just trying to do CV shafts in a 2005 Camry. Now, I know this is a Jeep show, and this has got really nothing to do with, with fixing or modifying Jeeps, but it's, it's a lesson learned, and, and that happens a lot with Jeeps. And it's uh, one of these things where I could not get the passenger side shaft out. It was th through a carrier bearing because it was a longer shaft, and it just would not come out. No matter what I did, no matter how much I took apart, it would not come out. And I finally had to um, you know, call in a friend, call in some favors. I had two different people help me out two different days, each one spending more than four hours with me trying to get this last component out of the vehicle, and we all failed. I mean, at one wow. point, I had a come-along and a chain hooked up to a tree and oh strapped around this, and I was pulling so hard. I had so much force on this, it was starting to pull the vehicle off the jack stands. And this is combined with impact from an air hammer, with a sledgehammer, with everything I could possibly get. I tried heat. I tried freezing. I did everything I possibly could. I finally had to take it to a shop, defeated. I rarely ever yeah. am defeated when it comes to something mechanical. And this is the one time in my life that I was defeated. And I honestly am, am still butthurt about it to this day. I mean, I, I, I broke my pinky on this. Uh, oh, no. I, I drew blood <laughs> on this. I mean, I had friends oh. come in. I had to pull in favors for this. And I finally had to actually borrow a truck and trailer and, and get the vehicle up onto a trailer to tow it to a right. shop. I mean, talk wow. about showing up with your tail between your legs. Yeah, My God. Kidding. So the guy uh, at the shop, just down the hill from me, uh, thank goodness it wasn't you know clear across town or anything like that. What he told me was that even he had problems with it and oh. to not feel bad because he had to pull out the air hammer that he only pulls out to break shit with. <laughs> Those are his words. So it, it was one of these things where he, had, he was at it for, for a couple of good hours, could not get it, finally had to pull the BFH out. And, and get at this thing to where, it, you know, yeah. this is the only, the tool only comes out when it's time to break something with. That's what it took to get this half shaft oh. out of that oh. transmission. I just want to, so, I just want to mention something. It's not just a BFH. It's a powered BFH. Yes. <laughs> so that's yes. significant. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, I don't feel too bad about it. I am a little bit of butt, a little bit butt hurt over the whole, the whole thing, but it's a yeah, good lesson to learn that, you know, at, at some point you actually just have to admit defeat yeah. and, and, you know, be, for whether it's for time, whether it's for money, whatever. I mean, because I, I literally spent well, almost three days into this, uh, yeah. you know, a day on the, on the driver's side, two days on, on the passenger side. Uh, and finally, uh, another day to take it out to a shop. I mean, that, nothing like this has ever happened to me where I had to spend this much time and effort to fix something. 
Yeah. So, you know, it, it's one of those things to where, you know, I, I should have, okay, you know, clearly one friend, you know, helping me for four hours wasn't going to do it. What's <laughs> it going to take? And, and I, I should have yeah. just called it quits at that point and, and, and taken it down to a shop. So, yes, there is a line in the sand for everybody. For you, it's probably going to be somewhere completely different than it is for me or for Wendy or for mm-hmm. Tony. Uh, but But either way... You know, you got to know when to call it quits because, yes, there is a time to call it quits on, on any given job. Well, and like Bill said, this is an easy snap in, snap out kind of a deal. It wasn't a huge, you know, <laughs> process. And the Same with this, clips, one would think. That's, the, that's, yes. the, that's the way it is. There's memes dedicated to this. Well, and A 30-minute job clip, takes four days, you know. Yeah, days. <laughs> and this clip just, you know, every time it would not clamp in properly – it's springing off, literally flinging itself, and of course, not to the ground where you can pick it up, but no, inside yeah. the, the actual plate. So, it just, uh, to see him be so frustrated on a job that should not have been anything like that, when the old one just snaps right back in perfectly. So, and he thought for sure by taking a little bit of that off the edge of it, because it was a little bit too long, it just wouldn't fit in, it would work, and it's not. I think the whole process is just kind of funny. I, I'm laughing because I'm not in the middle of it, honestly, but... Um, the bottom line is I've not seen him so frustrated wanting to do things to the Jeep that you don't normally think about doing to your Jeep because <laughs> it's not the Jeep's fault. Well, you have um, such success over time. You know, uh, exactly. you can trust yourself yeah. and you know you'll yeah. get the job done. Oh, and, then, absolutely. and then when you run across something like this that is just so maddening, it's just like, yeah. could I be wrong? No, I'm just going to try harder, damn it. And it just and goes exactly. on and on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was running into. I know I'm not wrong. I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Exactly. I, I've done, you know, front wheel drive replacements, you know, uh, countless times. It, this, this is nothing new to me. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, I, I just, I kept running into this issue where it just would not come out no matter what I could try. Uh, and, and yeah, finally defeated. So I'm sure so, people out there, you know, listen to this right now have similar stories. Somebody who's, you know, oh, they're nodding their heads and, like, oh, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. No, let me tell you about that one time. <laughs> I remember. And so exactly. tell us about that one time. Call yeah, into call the show. In. Let us know. Yeah, we want to right. hear those stories. So, Wendy, I, I don't know if I'm sure you and Bill already know this, but I never, ever want to do a modification to a vehicle, uh, to especially a Jeep right before an event. I mean, sometimes you have no choice. You have to. But it's almost yeah. guaranteed that something ain't going to work right. I, I always want to do it at, at least a couple of days where I'm going to drive the well, vehicle. and then That's kind of what he did originally with the original line. It was several weeks before, but it was like par on the list of, I need to make sure I tighten everything up. I need to make yeah. sure this is done. Oh, by the way, I've got plenty of time to order this new line. And that's where it started was the frustration of not getting the stupid little clip back on. I mean, that's really where it started, but I agree with you, Tony. Well, and, and taking it off-road is going to jostle it around more, so you're more likely to have something pop off like that. But still, well, I like that. I like to have a, a couple of trial days before I go on yeah, something like this. I'm surprised the fix we did on the trail at 1 in the morning actually carried us through to the next day for, for the rest of the, because we did John Bull and and uh, Holcomb Creek. I mean, those are not minor yeah. trails. Yeah, just and the, then, I'll tell you what happened. Just about the time Bill thought to himself, well, maybe I got it fixed this time. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's directly linked <laughs> to you thinking you got it licked. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, you, he's doing some other things in the Jeep right now. And he goes, guess what I found underneath the skid plates? <laughs> the metal clip that he's been looking for. <laughs> so, you know, those things happen too. So. Anyway, well, reach out and let us know your newbie story or any topic suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want more info, check out my YouTube channel on Trails 411 with more tips, tricks, and techniques. All 
right, it's time for the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator Update. So uh, this has happened today. It was so frustrating, and I, I'm I'm thinking I've been driving around in the Gladiator with no brake lights for a few days. I uh, installed the Taser Mini, and I have in, I've upgraded the headlights, uh, the uh, DLRs, the turn signals, all everything on the front now is LED. So I used the Taser Mini to go in and tell the Jeep that these are all LED components now. Because you get to tell it, you know, yes or no if it's LED. And the taillights are still the stock incandescent bulb uh, taillights. So that was obviously uh, needed to be set to LED no for the taillights, which was set that way. Well, the LED uh, replacement bulbs came in today and I was installing them, and lo and behold, uh, even though it's supposed to be the right bulb, it didn't fit. And uh, so I was putting the other bulbs back in, and I, you know, it's an incandescent. It shouldn't matter if it's, you know, which way it goes in. It should be fine. But I wanted to double check it before I put everything back together. So I went over and uh, hit the emergency uh, light uh, switch, the emergency uh, is it emergency lights, the thing that makes everything blink on and off. Hazard switch? The hazard. Yeah. Hazard lights? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Duke's a hazard switch, so I uh, want to impress that one, and uh, <laughs> and no blinky. I had the the running lights on the tail lights, but no, nothing was blinking. So uh -oh. I thought, well, maybe there's some reason why the hazards wouldn't blink for the tail lights on this. I don't know. So I got my wife to come out and step on the uh, on the brake uh, brake pedal. No, no brake lights. So. Uh -oh. So I, uh, I, uh, she, she left and I went in there and I said, well, could it be the taser? So I went and changed it to, uh, taillights, uh, LEDs. Yes. And now they work. Mm. At least they work whenever I hit the, the hazards on. I, I didn't ask uh, my wife to come out and put the, put her foot on the brake again, which I can probably do that after we get done. Probably more important. The show. I'm just, you know, I was going just out gonna say, here. Wouldn't that be the first step? Let me make sure the brakes, the brake lights coming sure on. You're going to be using that brake pedal more than you are going to be using that hazard light switch, but that's just me. Right. But I mean, you can't check the brake lights by yourself unless you got a, a uh, really long uh, foot or leg or something that you're you've been hiding. Uh, so it's a briefcase, Tony. Put uh, a briefcase well, on. Actually, <laughs> you, you can maybe not maybe not in, you know three o'clock in the afternoon, but you know around dusk or later you can. You just yeah. back up to garage and you can you know see the illumination. Uh, you know as the as yeah, the garage. That's why I'm going to check it when we get done uh, talking here. That'll All be right really easy, easy to do at night. But yeah, it was uh, <laughs> during the day you can't see it. But anyway, yes. it, it, I, I don't can see his neighbors now. What the hell is he doing? It's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, well, funny, funny that you mentioned the show's that. Over. Funny that He's you mentioned that, Wendy. There's a option on there called Light Show oh, on the on the what? taser. Yeah, what? and you can tell it. You, you can a pick video. from six video. different light shows. Yeah, and I would uh, make this equivalent to you know whenever you see the unmarked police car coming up behind you. <laughs> this is built in. To the you Jeep. Do a video. Josh That's right. pretty cool. No, because I mean, you know, you roll up to a you roll up to a Jeep show. You got a show and shine or something like that. You just click yeah. this mode on and I and like walk it. away. And and, and every hey, everybody look at that Jeep over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the, the turn signals, the headlights. You know, the wigwag, the standard wigwag that you see. It'll do other things too. It'll flash those DLRs, and it, when their LED is super bright, it's uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, uh, my wife walked out and was looking at me like. What's going on? <laughs> like All there's right. police pulled uh, up Google, in the front. 
Google search Texas penal code impersonating yep. Yep. an officer. <laughs> <laughs> People in the Zoom room are going say going. <laughs> he said penal. Um, so the <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, I I have uh, all the. I, th- I think I have all the lights working now on the uh, on the Gladiator, so that's <laughs> that's that. It's like a disco, <laughs> it is. It really is really cool. You I just need to get more. I need, I need to get more some more LEDs. Oh, that would be nice if you could feed the music into it, you know, and have yes, it, uh, and make the lights respond to the music. Come on now, <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, I had a, all had, out. had a guy uh, ask me uh, if I was doing the LED lights, and he says, "When's the angry angry grill coming in?" <laughs> No, I know. I saw that. I'm like, please no, please do not put that on there. No, he's Mac just yet. he's just saying, you know, why are you messing yeah. with all that stuff? Just right, <laughs> take it off road. So anyway, speaking of going off road, uh, we're going to Hidden Falls Adventure Park, uh, July the 10th. That's a Saturday. Uh, everybody's invited. Uh, it is in Central Texas and Marble Falls. There is an event set up uh, on uh, our uh, Facebook page. Uh, just go to facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show and look under events. Would love it if you would go in there and indicate if you're going to be in the uh, coming up there and visiting with us. It's this going to be on Saturday. And like I said, get there at 8 because uh, in speaking with uh, Carrie at the uh, – uh, Hidden Falls Adventure Park. Josh is doing something up above. I don't know what he was he's doing. He was I literally standing in his chair, and I was really afraid. Video. No, and and <laughs> so I in the last five minutes, I've killed two spiders, and I think I think I see a third one. That I need to get up there and kill. Apparently, something is hatched in my studio. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I just knew a cat had got out somewhere, and he was like trying oh. to get the cat down. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to concentrate, and Josh is climbing all over the place. <laughs> hey, folks, you never know what you're going to get on the Jeep no, Talk Show. Let me you just never tell you. <laughs> so Hidden, Hidden Falls Adventure Park, July 10th. Please come out. We're going to be out there with the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, just like we were a, a, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, really looking forward to meeting you guys. Uh, and, and if we can just get one person and one Jeep to show up, we will have beaten josh's record whenever that's all it's gonna take i just need one (laughs) there's gonna be more come on guys don't let him down (laughs) well i'm going i'm going out there and having fun like i did last time so hopefully you guys will join (laughs) hey what's going on jeep talk show this is gary from dixie overland and from everybody here at dixie overland we want to wish all the listeners and you guys a very happy fourth of july God bless America, and may freedom forever fly. Y'all take care now. Absolutely. I love this guy. That's Hell fabulous. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. Are you saying that just because he's spider-free? <laughs> well, at this point, probably, but... <laughs> the problem is now he thinks we're crawling all over him. Any well, no, the thing is, air, I'm, I'm, he's thinking I'm there's no a spider. No, I'm no. by no means arachnophobic by by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, a no. couple few years ago, I I had three bites on my neck on the back of my neck from a yellow sack spider, and it got a little out of control. And and I for a while there, I thought I was going to have to go to the ER. Uh, and you know, skin grafts and shit like that. I was I was really kind of getting concerned. Thankfully, the infection didn't go too far, and I was able to get on, stay on top of it. But ever since then, I see a spider on the ceiling, and I'm like, yeah, and yeah, I, you know, sure. I got to kill it. So yeah. you know. 
there's there's this little black smudge up there that I keep catching in the corner of my eye, and I, I don't know if it's a piece of dust or if it's an eight-legged little thing that I need to kill. Do you think it's because of the heat wave? Are they coming in to get out of the yeah, out of the heat? They do. Uh, honestly, I think I think it's because uh, of the heat that we had recently, and they're looking for water. Uh, oh, they yeah. may be trying to get out of the heat, but they're most likely looking for looking for a source of water. So. Well, you look pretty juicy, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and the show goes downhill from adjust, here. Adjust right. slower, slower. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to give a shout out to uh, listener Charles F. Now, uh, Charles uh, was actually, uh, and I were, we were sort of communicating by email uh, right as we right before we recorded the show. Um, but uh, I got to give a big thanks uh, to Charles for sending us one of the coolest pictures that, that we've seen in a while. Chuck has himself a genuine one-of-a-kind Jeep CJ office desk. Now, the entire front clip of a CJ8 Scrambler is what I'm talking about here. It's got a big sheet of glass on the hood, which makes it a desk. And, uh, and where the, uh, the visitor uh, to the office would be sitting would be uh, you know, in front of the grill. Um, the, uh, the person who owns the desk sort of, uh, scoots in behind it and is sitting in, you know, kind of where the engine compartment would be. Um, now the wheels and tires, uh, you know, look to have been cut to give these kind of the impression that the Jeep is literally crawling out of the hardwood floor. It's an incredible example of fine workmanship and a clear sign. This man has an addiction. No, in, in all seriousness, the, the, the collection of die-cast Jeep toys on the bookshelf in the background is a very classy touch and, and rounds off the whole Jeep theme of this office very nicely. So thanks again for sharing this with us, Charles. Uh, if you would like to see this Jeep desk that Charles has made for himself, we'll have a copy of the picture of it in the show notes of this episode at JeepTalkShow.com. You didn't mention so the I have, winch. I have a question, though. It looks like it has lights, maybe, or something, because it got a winch on the front, too. Does that work? Yeah, yeah, no. So he's got he's got working headlights and running lights. Even has a period correct winch in front of it as well. Uh, so whether or not the winch is hooked up, I probably not. Uh, maybe, maybe no. I mean, what, what are you going to hook it up to, anyways? You know, beer. Come here, I got to get a shackle. <laughs> maybe, it's so, maybe it's just my cooler. twisted nature. But what I see here is a great opportunity for an interrogation because you got the lights and you get the winch <laughs> to pull them in. Right. <laughs> Close the shades. All right, where were you on the night of Thursday? <laughs> pulls, is, pulls it in closer to the lights and talk, talk. And uh, this is what Josh needs to find the spiders in his office. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, well, you, actually, you know, you guys girl, know how I feel about this stuff. I never like seeing a Jeep chopped up. To me, this is a Jeep that could have been on the road again, or it, it even parked in something Jay Leno's garage. It would be better than having pieced out like this. Well, this is this is a Jeep that is missing the frame and tub. So technically, this isn't a Jeep even. This right. is just one, two, three, four body parts. Technically, you've got the you've got the the header grill, uh, the header panel, the hood, and the left and right fender. That's it. So I mean, whether or not there's a core support in there, even whether or not things are just zip tied together, I honestly don't know. Uh, but it's, cool, it's, it's a super cool. It's a super yeah. cool desk, nonetheless. Uh, I told him, I was like, if I ever get my hands on something like this, I am going to completely revamp my studio. I'm going to redesign everything. There will be a camera in front of it at all times. <laughs> so yeah. every time we do the show, it'll be from the, you know, from the hood of a Jeep, uh, you know. That's right. So no, this, this is just really one of the coolest things that I've seen in a while. So thanks again, Charles. Really appreciate it. Yeah. The winch is the thing that impressed me the most. Cause like you say, period correct. It was uh, yeah. not just some, uh, some old uh, throw down winch that broke. It's uh, of course that one could be broken, but 
I've, I've I've seen people recently rebuilding those things and uh, and using oh, them. Oh so. yeah, they, no, they'll come as a premium too. Yeah, they're oh yeah, extremely reliable, rather fast uh, line pulls, lots of torque. So yeah, no, those are good winches. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've been listening to you guys free for how many years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes. You know, just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you give back just? a little bit so we've spoke about this over the years that uh being a paid subscriber supporting the show financially uh helps us do things uh to, to it's really the only way to save your soul i'm sorry <laughs> to, <laughs> to better uh support you guys and uh, you know get out and do things and 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 to that, because of uh, the listeners that have become paid subscribers, it's going to make it a lot easier uh, for us to get out and, and do things. Uh, Josh usually has to drive quite a ways uh, on, on Check, the Check, ain't nothing going on over here in Oregon. I'm sorry. No, no, but but whenever you, the whenever there is, it usually takes a, a quite a quite a drive for you. And if we can okay. uh, chip in for gas to get you over there, that just helps out. So you guys are helping us do things, and certainly are going to help be helping us uh, get get out to uh, Hidden Falls Adventure Park. Uh, not this weekend, but next. And uh, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate it uh, because uh, just like the uh, the Jeep event where I'm worried about one person showing up, I was worried about one person listening to the podcast. And now we're uh, actually having people uh, become paid subscribers. And I think it's just it, – it's an honor for you to listen. It's even uh, – it's above and beyond uh, whenever you go and become a paid subscriber. Now, with that said – uh, we need more paid subscribers, damn it! And uh, if you're a slacker, you know who you are. Actually, uh, rat bastard. Actually, we yeah, we do have several people that uh, say, "I'm I'm sorry, I'm still a rat bastard. I've been listening for years." And uh, we always tell them, "Hey, no problem. Thanks for listening." Exactly. Tell a tell ten friends. Just find ten people. Uh, you know, if, if you got an extra Jeep Talk Show sticker. Go to the local public bathroom, stick it up there, and say, for a good time, for listen good to. Time call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, oh. please, somebody. <laughs> Wendy, I, I Wendy looks away and shakes her head. Right, so <laughs> I know, like, what the heck did I just hear? <laughs> oh my goodness! It's no, uh, Tony, it's it's kind of funny you mentioned that. I've actually, you know, on the weekends as I'm kind of waking up in the morning, I like to just kind of peruse YouTube and, and just see what's out there. And and uh, over the last couple of weekends, I've been seeing rat bastard uh, videos yep. start populating right. my my YouTube feed. And uh, so big thanks out there to our whole crew out there, all of our volunteers who uh, who have stepped up to to become our our. Uh, infectious you know, agents rat bastard army i don't whatever you want uh-huh. to call it infectious, infectious agency yep. Yep. Uh, uh, so uh, th- it's starting to spread guys so i'm starting to see the videos uh, myself and uh so all the way over here in oregon i'm starting to see that so uh you guys are out there doing a good job thank you for that keep up the great work and uh i can't wait to see how this all turns out we'll uh, we'll know how good we're doing when the cdc gets involved then we know that we're getting <laughs> some stuff going uh, also, too, I'll just, yeah, also, too, I'll just mention that uh, if you'd like to become an infectious agent, you can go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Look there for our store and go and purchase a toe tag kit for $8. And uh, basically, you get 20 toe tags. And uh, yeah, just like what Wendy's showing right there if uh, if you're watching us on uh, Facebook or uh, uh, the Facebook Live. 
And uh, if, uh, of course, you can go to ratbastard.lol and see uh, see the, the toe tags and uh, some uh, Jeeps that have been uh, infected, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you can, yeah. for, for eight bucks, you can get those uh, just 20 tags. All we're trying to do is just pass on the cost of uh, shipping and putting those things together. And then uh, you'll uh, have really. A you mean we're not making a fortune, money hand over <laughs> fist off an eight dollar purchase? No, <laughs> no. I, I feel bad about making Surprise. them pay the eight dollars. To be honest with you, but I mean, I had to go broke sending them out to everybody. Oh, so yeah. just so just go over there and uh, eight bucks, and you can get twenty toe tags, and then uh, you get some uh, some rats of your choice. We'll give you a link to uh, Amazon where you can get them there. And uh, for uh, for I, I guess I guess we came up with less than a dollar. It's like less than a dollar a tag. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's value. People are having a lot of fun uh, interacting with the folks that they're tagging. There's only been one fight and one arrest, so uh, it, oh, there has the chances. <laughs> the chances are very good. It'll go well for you. <laughs> well, and Tony, I think that one of our listeners, our infectious agents, Mike, he actually put a video together of how to put those tags together and how to put the yeah. rats and how to yeah. actually put them on the jeeps. I thought detailed. that was great. Oh god, that was so yeah. funny and just yeah. you know just out of left field. Uh, you see this, and then and the way he put it together was was really funny because it sounds, it yeah, it's a, it sounds very much like a uh, you know somebody that would come up with something a non professional type thing, which is the perfect uh, the perfect way of doing this because nothing about this is professional. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even professional. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, go over there and visit jeeptalkshow.com and uh, become a paid subscriber. And just you know, just take a wad of cash when you go over there because you need to buy toe tags. You need to become a paid subscriber. And, of course, you don't need to uh, do anything to listen to the show for free. Just be called names. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. I'm going to ask a quick question. Uh, Yesterday, I loaded us our craps a lot in the Jeep and uh, heading to the vet. And uh, driving down the road, temperatures started to get a little warm as we're driving down the highway. So, uh, I guess my question is, why do they call it getting your dog fixed when it obviously doesn't work anymore? All right, guys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. So, my question is, how many times is he going to take that dog's balls? I just, this has got to be at least the second or third time. Poor dog. So, uh, so uh, I, I, I'm just going to take issue with this next segment. I'm going to roll the intro, and then uh, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Josh, I take yeah, offense no. at dry lube. I do not like the I, way that yeah. sounds. I, I, I knew it. I already know. I, <laughs> I knew it when I saw it. Tony was going to have an issue. <laughs> I mean, you got silicone on top and then dry lube on the bottom. So you go ahead. Now Now I've set the stage for it's, you. Go right ahead. It's a power bottom. It's a, you know, so, anyways, uh, Jeeps go off-road. That That's what we do with them, right? So let me ask you. Have you ever been the third or fourth Jeep in a line of rigs off-road? Yeah, it can get real dusty, and all that dust, grit, and trail always seems to find its way into all kinds of places. And one of those places trail dust always seems to build up in is the window tracks. Now, having years of trail dust and road grime built up in the window tracks can create all kinds of issues. It can cause drag when you try and open or close the window, and that drag can cause damage to the window regulator cables or even wear out internal components of the regulator itself. It could even put excess strain on power window components themselves and scratch your tint. 
So replacing these mechanisms, or your tent anyways, can cost several hundred dollars and can be a royal pain in the butt if you don't know what you're doing. And yeah, don't get me started on the cost of window tinting. Now you can avoid the whole problem entirely by lubricating the window tracks often with spray silicone or dry Teflon spray lubricant. You're going to lower the window and shoot the spray right into the front and back window track. You're going to apply enough lube so it drips all the way down the track. Don't be stingy here. You know, you really want to get in there and use plenty of it. This will not only help with the lubrication, but will also help flush out any of that debris that builds up in there. Now, once the tracks are all wet and lubed up, operate the window through several open and close cycles. And I mean at least a good five or ten or more. And you re that's going to spread the lube along the entire track, get it on the window, all that sort of stuff. Work it in there and, and really help things out. You're going to use a glass cleaner and a paper towel to remove any spray that lands on the glass. Now, here's a bonus tip. You don't have any paper towels or don't want to use them? I don't blame you. Paper towels typically leave, tint, uh, leave a little bit of lint behind. Little microscopic bits of paper towel dust that get left behind as you wipe. Well, to eliminate this and get actually better cleaning and wiping power, try using a piece of wadded up newspaper. Just the plain old black and white stuff. Don't try and get tricky with the advertisements. The glossy paper isn't going to do much but leave stains on your fingers. Now, don't try and use the same piece of newspaper either for multiple windows as they tend to break down pretty quick, and you'll uh, just hate trying to pick up wet newspaper confetti more than wiping away paper towel dust. Now, I've been using newspapers to clean auto windows, the windows at home, and the mirrors in the bathroom for decades. Give it a try, just once, and you'll be hooked too. Besides, it's a great way to reduce, reuse, and recycle. So, uh, how do you make the paper, the newspaper, last for decades? I would think that you'd have to replace that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like a new the, one each week. I like the I like the joke about uh, when somebody goes and uh, they're doing a five k or they're up to uh, you know they're they're up to ninety miles in their thing. I say I always like to ask them how do you get home? Do you uh, uh, just call an Uber or <laughs> so. you run home? <laughs> they, they just go halfway out and buy. So I, back. a lot of people out there may be confused with the term dry lube and uh -huh. uh, or even you know, silicone lubricant and stuff. These, these are, aren't your typical lubricants. Uh, you do not want to use something like WD-40 or PB Blaster or Croil or any of those kinds of sprays as they're actually going to do more harm than good. They're actually going to attract more dust and stuff uh, that, that's really going to uh, exacerbate the whole problem. The dry lube with Teflon... Um, it, it 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 dries dry. I know that kind of a kind of a weird term. Uh, it doesn't leave any any anything really behind, uh, except for the Teflon itself. And you think, okay, well, with Teflon, you think Teflon, you think of all oh, that nonstick stuff that's on the pans that I cook with, uh, things like that. Um, and you're exactly right. It, you're more or less applying the same kind of material to those window tracks, and uh, and that's why this is going to help that window move up and down a lot easier. You're going to be reducing the drag coefficient quite a bit inside of those window tracks and give that uh, that window almost little ball bearings to sort of roll on as it goes up and down and through that window track. So that's why this stuff works and it's also why the, the dry lube with Teflon is going to work a lot better than something else uh, because it's not going to leave anything behind that's going to collect dust or, or stuff like that. This is also really good stuff to use like on your winch cables, um, you know, on your door seals, stuff like that. It will help uh, keep them, um, you know, lustrous and, and, and working as they should. Uh, instead of getting dry, cracked, or chapped, or breaking down over time. How does it hold up in the uh, the weather uh, with the rain and the stuff? Does it uh, is it something you have to do uh, every you know so often or not every? I wouldn't say every weekend. Um, you know, for something like your window tracks, you know, maybe a couple few times a year. Um, I would say you know once in the spring, maybe once in the winter uh, would be would be good. 
uh, it would help keep things uh, you know moving freely all year round. Uh, with your winch cable, things like that, that'd probably be like a once a year type of thing. Door seals probably a little bit more often, and I would almost lean more towards the silicone lubricant than the than the Teflon lubricant uh, because door seals and stuff uh, are, are are typically rubber. Uh, and the silicone really likes to play well with the rubber itself. Uh, helps really so it soaks in a lot better with the um, uh, with the silicone than it does uh, with the, with the Teflon. So um, I, honestly, I would get a can of each. Uh, you would definitely find multiple uses for either. So I overbought at Sam's Club and have a lot of Vaseline. Uh, would it be okay no. to put on the seals of the uh, of the, of the door <laughs> no. jam? I'd know. <laughs> Oh, no, dear. as with with any kind of other lubricant, uh, you know, this is a petroleum distillate, uh, if you will, and and is going to leave that that petrol chemical behind, uh, which is going to one, it's going to damage the rubber, and two, uh, it is uh-huh. going to attract all kinds of of debris and dust and uh, and other things. So it's just a no no. So uh, stick with the stuff that works. Stick with the stuff that's meant for this application. Remember, using the right tool for the job will get it done just that much easier and better every time. You just solved the mystery for me, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> well, if you have anything to add, uh, maybe you have a question for Tech Talk, please just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Hey, Jeep Talk Show crew. It's Allie from Canada again. Been a few weeks since I phoned in. I wanted to phone in. I finally got out of my first organized Jeep run uh, with a friend of mine. His company is called Northbound Expeditions. He makes some fabulous trail gear made right here in New Brunswick and uh, does some guided tours. So anyway, we get out on a guided tour and uh, it was really fun. Really enjoyed myself. Never really been on a Jeep trip like that before. Been out with a few friends that have Jeeps. Been out just exploring on my own uh, quite a bit. But uh, what a bunch of fun that was. And uh, anyway, I had, a, I had a problem with my drum brakes, uh, some metal-on-metal metal scratching, had some uh, pieces fall apart inside the drum. And anyway, I figured out that I should pull over, and that that was the problem. And before I could even ask for tools or a jack or gloves, uh, everything was on the ground in front of me. Didn't even ask for it. I couldn't get over it. What a community of people. These other people that are driving Jeeps are just absolutely fantastic. Didn't have to ask for a thing. Totally floored me. I can't wait to go again. Uh, it was absolute great time. Sitting around the campfire, shooting the shit, having absolute blast. Uh, looking forward to getting out again. And uh, keep up the great work. Podcast is awesome. You guys do a fabulous job. Talk to you soon. I would have lost it. He had said dry lube. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's some dry lube, dude. I would go every time I needed my brakes uh, redone. <laughs> There'd be time to go off road with that group. So, Northbound Expeditions, uh, actually, great, really cool company. I've got family up in uh, up in Canada, not necessarily in the New Brunswick area, but uh, but nonetheless, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and give these guys a plug. NBX is a adventure lifestyle company specializing in adventure travel throughout the Maritimes. Do video productions with adventure driven productions and innovative quality trail gear designed and made in Canada via NBX Trail Gear. These guys have a really cool looking website, seriously off-road, uh, j- uh, off-road type of people, uh, Jeep people for sure, through and through, uh, and they got some very well-built rigs over there. Go check out uh, North, N- I'm sorry, nbexpeditions.com. We'll have a link to that in the website. You must have needed this every day. I need it! 
It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. You're trying to kill me with I, this Renegade stuff, Josh. I, I Dude, swear, so. is this now the, it's the Renegade <laughs> show? It's no longer the Jeep show. So <laughs> this week, I'm picking this particular vehicle to showcase a product for, because if I don't, I'm afraid I'm going to be assaulted by one of them in a Walmart parking lot with the Crocs they're wearing. So this <laughs> week, I have... <laughs> This week, I have picked the one thing that is man is a mandatory modification that any rene renegade owner will need if they want anybody to take them seriously, and that is uh, the ATP Jeep Renegade Lift Kit, now, specifically in the largest flavor they offer for any renegade lift kit, which is just two inches. <laughs> All of ATP kits are designed to meet the performance demands required by off-road enthusiasts, allegedly, while maintaining the factory ride and stability which is known for the you know, Renegade. Anyways, the 2-inch ATP lift kit for the Jeep Renegade is a 100% bolt-on kit. Fits all four-wheel drive Renegade models only. Will not fit two-wheel drive, uh, including Sport, Latitude, Limited, and Trailhawk trims. It is made of premium 6061 T6 aircraft billet aluminum and 1018 cold-rolled steel. It allows up for 30-inch tall tires to be installed but you will have to do some inner fender modifications. Uh, comes as an anodized black finish to help uh, provide outstanding corrosion resistance and comes with all mounting hardware and a lifetime limited warranty. It is also made in the USA. Two inches. Like that's, an that's, easy, yeah. yeah, the two inches is pretty amazing considered. I mean, if you start real low, the two inches isn't, isn't that big a deal, uh, but that's the size of the lift for the Gladiator that I got is a two-inch lift. Really, I thought it was a little bit more than that. But no. I mean, as we all know, a two-inch lift on on something like a Gladiator or or a Wrangler goes a lot farther. It goes than a, a long way. where you start like from, an SJ or, or yeah. pretty yeah. much any other Jeep. And of course, we yeah. know we put the, we do the lift so we can put larger tires, and larger tires actually add to that as well. So it's not just that. So uh, the uh, but I'm I'm really impressed that because uh, I think I had heard uh, on several occasions that a one-inch lift was everything anything you were ever going to see for. Uh, either a Cherokee or a, a, a Renegade. So two inch, that's pretty good. Well, and uh, I hate that I know this stuff. So there, there's, there's a lot of, um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff out there for the Renegade as far as you know suspension and, and all that goes. And I, I, when I say a lot, I mean there are several choices out there, um, and they typically fall into either a one inch, one and a half, or two inch variety. And you either get a leveling kit or you get a lift kit, and they are two completely different things. Uh, and so you, you're going to have to really be careful as to which you pick uh, because uh, they are different and they will give you different performance, especially if you are doing this for the sake of going off-road. Now, if you have a two-wheel drive Renegade, ugh, why would they make a two-wheel drive <laughs> Renegade? Anyways, if you, if you have a two-wheel drive Renegade, uh, likely the um, leveling kit is going to be the best solution for you uh, because you don't have to worry about all the other considerations. So... Uh, just a little food for thought out there for those renegade owners. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, <laughs> I know. You, none of you guys have anything to add to this. Well, I was going like to say... Said, this is merely for the sake of self-preservation, if nothing else. I, and I think that's admirable of you to be able to save your ass like that. But, you know, what's cool, too, is you have the pictures here to show the difference. And it does make a difference. The, oh, absolutely. The renegade yeah. looks kind of sporty. It looks cool. With that lift. Was there any mention uh, of articulation improvements? Because, you know, it's it's basically a, a Hot Wheels car with uh, yeah. wires in the wheels that uh, don't don't really move much. So, so with the suspension lifts, uh, you do get a little bit more articulation. Now, the Renegade 
is not known for its flexibility. Not it is not an articulating vehicle. Um, the videos out there uh, of this thing in stock form prove that without any doubt or uh, room for argument whatsoever. Uh, it requires a lot of modification to get these things to really flex out. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there are some people out there that are taking these things and turning them into some decent-looking off-road vehicles. How well they perform, I do not know. Uh, but there are some, some companies out there that are, that are taking these things and putting thousands upon thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars, into modifications of these things to make them look like a true off-road machine. Uh, there are pictures out there. You'll see one that's kind of like a bluish gray. It's got some uh, um, uh, grappler tires on it. Uh, I'm, I'm brain farting on well, any of the other models. They're probably sticking ax straight axles on, on front front and rear I, as I well. Don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling that, that we're on the cusp another few years away from the Renegade having a massive off-road uh, aftermarket following. Oh, you're uh, kidding me. you got to be no, kidding I'm me. No, I'm not. I'm not, actually, uh, because I'm starting to see it now. It's taken five or six years for the aftermarket to finally come out with virtually anything for the Renegade. There's been a bunch of accessories and, and lifestyle yeah, stuff like that, but there really hasn't right. been anything functional until now, and or at least in the last you know, couple few years. And it's, it's really starting to show that people are out there doing some serious R&D and really putting some, some engineering into these things to, to make them a little bit, well, quite a bit more capable than they are in stock, in stock form. So I think it's going to take a few more years um, for for this to really sort of pan out. But I think in a, in a few years, once the Renegades are about uh, you know approaching the ten year mark, we're going to start to see uh, some crazy aftermarket support for them. Well, well, but, and, but it and, won't be. And don't forget too that we did a training class and had a Renegade in it. Remember, Amy? She uh she surprised us with what that Renegade could actually do. She did have some modifications on it, but I I guess people are using them for that. But I mean, you're not modifying a ten-year-old Renegade, I, I would assume, no. because I don't think they last that long. I don't think the <laughs> engines last that long. Seriously, I, I, I don't think that they're built very well. And you start taking them off-road, and it really uh, takes yeah. the toll on on, on not well-constructed. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not an off-road vehicle. It's not constructed uh, to to be an off-road vehicle. Well, Hell, they make even, a trail-rated version apparently. So. Whatever that's uh -huh. worth. Well, I mean, they have trail the trail-rated. They have the trail-rated badges. You might as well put it on anything you like, right? Now that you've finally figured out where what your Renegade is missing, we'll make it easy for you. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode four ninety-six. Get that damn Renegade out of here! I don't want to see that thing here. <laughs> and those thirty-two people that you brought with you. It's still a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they all wearing bow ties and have large shoes? Yes. Get it. Oh, they're just here. bragging with the large shoes. That's all that is. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Well, you know what they say about a guy with large shoes, right? Large socks. <laughs> Big socks. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the part of the show where we pull up around the campfire and uh, crack a beverage and uh, talk about one particular topic or another. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, debate about something or, or, you know, something along those lines. It's different each and every week, and each and every week we invite you, the listener, to join us as we record the show, to be a part of the show, and uh, to be a part of our campfire segment to talk about whatever that week's topic is. And this week, uh, it is about your favorite trail snack. Ah, oh, thank God. I knew it was going to be something Renegade related. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody your, likes to snack, right? What's your right? favorite color, Renegade? <laughs> My Wrangler eats Renegade. No, uh, <laughs> 
But everybody likes to snack. What do you grab for when you're off-road? You know, I, I like to have something with me uh, in the vehicle at all times to snack. I'm a snacker anyway. So, uh, but especially when I'm off-road. Uh, you know, I, I have an extremely high metabolism. I go through food very quickly. I need to replenish that tank early and often. Uh, and so I'm always grabbing for something to snack on when I'm off-road. I imagine there's somebody out there that's similar to me or just likes to, to snack on one particular thing when they're off-road. Maybe they don't get a chance to snack on much until they're off-road. Uh, or maybe you just have something that you only snack on when you're off-road. Uh, whatever it may be, I want to go around the horn and figure out what people like to snack on when they're in their Jeep and off-road. So we've got a list of some of our listeners here, um, and we're going to go around and talk with some of them. We've got, uh, let's see, three, six, nine, about, about not quite 10 people here around the campfire tonight that's going to talk about this. And first up, we've got Chris with 7slats.com. If you're looking for a great blog, be sure to go check him out, 7slats.com. As we all know, true Jeeps all have 7 slats. Chris, what's your favorite snack? Pork rinds. No way! Yes. <laughs> that's not what I would have expected from you. Really, pork rinds. Do you go for the spicy ones or not? Uh, there's a there's a yeah kind of there's a brand I don't know the name from Costco. It's got a little little bit of kick to it, but not not spicy. I could never really get on the pork <laughs> rind bandwagon for whatever reason. I and don't get me wrong, I love bacon, I love pork. You know, I'll eat my weight and ribs, but you know, for some reason, the pork rinds I could just never really develop a true liking for them. I don't I don't know what it is, but uh, it's but an, it's, it's an acquired maybe it's taste for sure. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where either you really love them or you just you couldn't care less. Uh, and I, I'm I'm unfortunately a part of the latter. And is it one of those things, Chris, where you you only eat pork rinds when you're in the jeep or when you're only off road, or is it uh, is that the go to snack regardless? Regardless, I eat them pretty much two or three times a day. Well, when he said Costco, wow. I knew he had to make one of those big fifty five gallon drums. <laughs> yeah. of, uh, he got a big truckload delivered. But same problem with me and Sam's sack. with the Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we had a a promo we play every so often, and, it, and it's somebody talking about eating pork rinds for breakfast. And and yeah, I'm I'm of this. It's kind of an inside joke because uh, I, I'm of the ilk that can't eat anything that's not breakfast food for breakfast. I can't eat cold pizza for breakfast. I can't eat. Oh, I, I love grab a chicken pizza. leg or something like that. No, it's got to be you know eggs. It's got to be bacon. It's got to be oatmeal. It's got to be a bowl of cereal. You know, it's got to be breakfasty stuff. Breakfast for uh, dinner so, is good too. Even if I don't wake up until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, for whatever reason, you know, it, it. I never sleep in that late. But if I were to wake up, you know, that late in the day, still the first meal of the day has to be breakfast food. So that's just, just one of those weird, I'm, I'm weird like that, but whatever. So Jeep and Mo here with us tonight. Larry, what would you have to say about your favorite snack? What do you grab for when you're off-road? I would say it's probably uh, beef jerky and gummy bears, more than likely, is one of the two. Oh, what a combo. That's a hell yeah. of a combination. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little so bit of Haribo, a little bit of Tillamook, you know. <laughs> I, can see your, I, I can see a dentist visit. What the hell have you been eating? <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually uh, it's two, of my, two of my favorite things. I love gummy bears. Uh, and actually, I'm, I'm kind of a freak when it comes to, to gummy bears or, or any kind of a gummy snack. I like them stale. Ooh. Don't mm -hmm. I, I know it's what? weird, but <laughs> I, I if I I buy a bag of gummy bears or fruit snacks or or whatever it is, I open it up. I won't touch it for a week. What? It's got to be open and, and aired out because when you when you take a gummy and you stale it out, so it 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 sort of mellows the flavor a little bit and it makes sure. it more like a jujube. 
And so okay. it becomes this everlasting, you know, gummy bear. <laughs> and so, you know, it, what, what might take, you know, 10 or 15 bites, and, and, you know, to, 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 you know, go through a handful of, of gummy bears, you're going to be chewing on two or three gummy bears for five minutes. Um, and if you, do, if you want to experience what this is without ruining an entire bag of gummy bears, uh, take like a handful of them, throw them in a Ziploc bag, throw them in the freezer, over, or not the freezer, re- the refrigerator overnight. And, and the next day, pull, pull them out when you're ready to have a gummy bear and take a gummy bear fresh out the fridge and pop it in your mouth. And trust me, it will change your life. So let me make sure I understand this. Basically, what you're doing <laughs> is you're drying out gummy bears. And their first opportunity for moisture is when you pop them in your mouth right before you crush them to death with the rear molars. <laughs> Those poor <Yes>, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh finally, some water. What is that? <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I'm 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 a weirdo, but uh but there there's that's that's my gummies. I I I love gummy bears and uh and that sort of stuff, but but yeah, they they got to be stale for me. You ever do the uh, right. sour sour patch uh, is it sour oh, patch? Oh yeah, or? no, absolutely. I've oh, got some in the garage oh, right now. God, those things. Oh, they're drying, <laughs> drying out. They're drying out. I've actually got the uh, the Halloween bag that that oh, has uh, nothing but the orange, the, yes. nothing but the orange and the purple flavors. Yes. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, those things are so good. <laughs> so this is actually uh, a gentleman who I was talking about uh, earlier in the show. Um, he has uh, for, for just for us stayed up way past his bedtime to interact <laughs> with us. Charles is the gentleman who I was talking about who, whose desk has really just blown me away. Charles awesome. is here with us yes. tonight. Charles, thank you for that picture once again. Uh, for interacting with the show. Tell us what your uh, favorite go-to snack is when you're off-road. Pistachios. Ooh, good one. Good yeah, one. Salt like pistachio nuts. Man, that, my mom, that's what, when we were kids, jeeping on the Rubicon, that's what she would give us. Because it'd take us a really, really long time. She'd always give us those ones that you, you couldn't actually crack. You know, she'd just hand them back to us and say, all right, try to get that nut out of there. And now that I'm an adult, I just, I love it. I can't, can't get away from. I really like pistachios myself. Uh, every every holiday season ar- around Christmas time, I make uh, pistachio cranberry biscotti, and and it is it is one of my most favorite decadent treats that that I know how to make. And I only wow. make it once I a know year. <laughs> Gotta raise your peaky finger whenever you say that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Peaky finger. Sorry. With my biscotti. So uh, it's just, you know, I, I like bacon during the holiday season. What can I say? Oh, so you had to I'm, throw a manly a treat in there. <laughs> I'm a cook. Dang it. I, that's, that's, that's not what I do for a living, but I, I do all the cooking around here. So, you know, of course, I, I bake a little bit too. So, but pistachios. So, uh, of course, in the shell. D- Charles, do you go with the flavored ones, with, you know, covered in chili powder or, you know, ranch or anything like that? Do you, uh, do you go out outside the main line too much? No, just original. That's just, that's my childhood. You know, when you grow up jeeping on the Rubicon, you just, you can't get too, too far away from it, man. That's just a good life. And, and now yeah, so I'm was- out in the Midwest, and I just, it's one of the things that I don't buy them too often. But if I'm going to go do a, a heavy jeeping trail, if, like I just went to the Utah here two weeks ago or a week ago. Nice. You buy the pistachios, you throw it in the center console. You just go out and you remember your childhood and you go jeeping. And that's a, just a good life. It's a really good Sounds life. like a great idea. I love it. Heck yeah, man. I think there's a lot of people out there that are adding that to their go list right now. Yep, right now. 
Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Charles. What about uh, John John Lee Rhino uh, here with us? Uh, John Lee, what do you got for uh, a, a, a off-road snack? Beaver nuggets. Say it what? again. What? Beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets. Beaver beaver nuggets. Beaver okay. Texas, you know, Bucky. A good shower would take care of that. What the no, heck? I don't. <laughs> I, what okay, is that? I, I'm I'm a little bit naive here. Maybe yeah. it's a product that they, they just don't sell up here in the Northwest. Explain to me, please, what beaver nuggets are. And I'm from the Beaver State. Uh, is that I, from I don't Bucky's? Know what this is. That's a Bucky's thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's a Bucky's tree. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All the Texans suddenly started shaking their head. They know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> We have a we have a place called Bucky's here, and in Texas, I would assume there are other places as well. But they they're huge, absolutely huge. You can get all kinds of food. They've got like six hundred and thirty seven pumps outside, and they're always full. Uh, Susie and I, uh, my wife and I, stopped at uh, at a Bucky's on the way back from uh, uh, Wheeling the other day, and yeah, beaver nuggets are good. What are they? What what are they though? <laughs> exactly. What are beaver nuggets? Is it is it like beef jerky or something, or no? It's like candy? a pretzelish thing. It's just I think it's a candy, got, candy like puffed yeah. corn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they got like different flavors. You can get like ranch or spicy or whatever it is. Interesting. I like the bucktooth. Like uh, the bucktooth flavor. It's like a corn nut. Is it like a corn nut? It's crunchy or it's not that crunchy. No, it's not, it's not that, that crunchy. crunchy. No, it's, so it's more, more like a pretzel. Uh, like pirate booty. Have you ever had that? It's kind of like the. Almost like a popcorn. That's, pop, that's just like popcorn, though. That's that's. So is, is it yeah. like caramel corn or is it? It's not popcorn. It's it's a formed yeah. thing. Like that's, corn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently those of us on the West Coast are like missing popcorn. out. Oh, you are. Uh, I, I, well, they they have it on Amazon, so I'm gonna have to order myself a bag of this shit. Now, <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> oh, absolutely, try it. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Unfortunately, you All can't right. get water burgers on uh, Amazon because that's the other thing you guys are missing out on. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, so I, all right, Tony. When I when I come down to visit Beaver. one of these years, uh, you're gonna have to Beaver take me on a nugget. food tour. Yeah, okay. <laughs> for nuggets gotta and check water that burgers. one out. All right, Christopher with the uh, Grand Cherokee here with us tonight. Uh, Christopher, what what do you grab for when you're off road for a snack? Uh, he beat me to it, but it was the oh. Beaver Nuggets. It's some beef jerky and a Dr Pepper. <laughs> all right, all right, oh all right. Uh, you guys must be in the same uh, area regionally. I'm guessing. Uh, I'm from Oklahoma, Tulsa, and yeah, he's in the. Te- I go to Texas for to see my family, so they're <laughs> in the Dallas to southern eastern area of uh, Texas. So those things are all over. Is uh, he's not lying? I went down there. Uh, Tony's not lying. I went to 264 pumps. <laughs> not what? one of them. Oh, they're huge. Was open. <laughs> Wait, yeah. are you guys serious? Or is that many? I thought no, you were exaggerating the numbers. There's probably there's probably thirty or forty pumps side by side, if not more. Are we talking gas pumps here? Yes. Like a gas station yeah, gas yeah, pump? Yeah. Good God. <laughs> yeah, prostitution is still illegal in Texas. And you can fit motorhomes under every one of them. Holy cow. I'll have, have, have to get a picture. I'll have to get a picture and put it in the show notes. Image search, yeah, for a Bucky's, and I'm blown away. This is like a truck stop, and it's gigantic. Oh, and they're, they're I'll barbecue. I'll post one tomorrow. I've got one less than five it's minutes like, from my house. The barbecue like sandwiches are good. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, exactly. And they have all kinds of little things in there. You want to go in, and the bathrooms is what the main reason why people stop. Oh, but man. but the bathrooms cow. are huge. So you just walk in. There's nothing to, to touch because they've got it set up where you just walk in and walk out. And of course, they have all kinds of food. They even have like a like a butcher's area, don't they? I mean, where they make the the sandwiches yeah, and stuff. They, they have a butcher area, a kitchen. They have uh, a coffee station. They have a soda pop station. They have uh, 
uh, a jerky bar. Yeah, it's huge. You can go and get jerky. They have. Yeah. um, So, so Chris, they don't have these in Oklahoma, right? You only see them when you come to Texas. Yeah. You only see them when you go to Texas. Well, that makes sense. They're so they're big because everything's big in Texas. I mean, yep. these are huge. I'm I'm looking at pictures online. Just type in yeah. Bucky's gas station. Biggest damn gas station I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, Holy it's, it's funny. Us Texans take this for granted, but I, I would imagine there's a fair number of people listening to the show that have never heard about this and are freaking oh. out right now. Yeah, that's, oh, they're, they're calling their, they're calling their local mayor and local governor and asking, why the hell don't we have a Bucky's here? Damn it. I'm serious. Dude. Yeah, Memorial Day Noise has one just like that. It's called Wally's. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And Memorial Day weekend, I still had to sit with two people at a pump. Like, I still had to wait. I had to wait? Holy. Yeah, I had to wait for like 30 know. minutes before I could go in. That's insane. Well, that's because the they women's parked. bathroom was out to the registers. Like yeah, it was horrible. They, <laughs> wow, I've well, never seen that. It that happens now. on weekdays. I mean, I go there to stop and fill up on the way home from work, and I'll have to wait five minutes to pull up to a pump. And well, that's you know, because I they're. Pass. Yeah, that's because they're parking their car there. They go in and shop while the car's in the space. Oh, the could be. I, gas station. I hate that. Wow! Wow! Well, you learn learn something new every day. Thanks, uh, thanks, Christopher. Beaver nuggets. nuggets, They taste like pancakes. (laughs) Oh, I I do like pancakes and waffles. So, right up my All right, Mike Zen. He's uh, one of our uh, infectious agents. Uh, Mike, thanks for that YouTube video that you put out here recently. Uh, Good job on that, Mike. uh, What would you have to say is your go-to snack for when you're off-road? Please don't say beaver. Uh, For me. (laughs) <laughs> for me, it would be beef jerky, unfortunately. Uh, beef jerky, sometimes, you know, if I want a healthy snack, I'll just uh, grab one of those baby carrots or the celeries. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, mostly, it's, mostly it will be the beef jerky. Oh, and Josh, on the stove, uh, gummy bears? Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. <laughs> yes, I'm not alone. <laughs> Vindication. Now, I want to. I want to know. Did you? Did, did, how did you guys come upon this? Uh, did you actually just leave the bag open, or tell the yeah. truth? You found they some. Didn't want to buy a new bag, so you just f- ate it. Probably. You found some <laughs> old gummy bears under the seat in, in the your seat. Jeep. <laughs> in the seat. <laughs> right next to the right next to the old fries, and you went. Well, nobody's looking, and you took it. Well, that's really <laughs> no, good. I, 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 I grew up in the generation of, of shag carpet. You know, you drop a Jolly Rancher in the shag carpet. I mean, you, you, come on. You know, you got to soldier on. So, you know, oh no, my, it's, uh, my last job, I, I worked a desk job and, and I, you know, I like to snack. I have to eat often. So I had a drawer dedicated to, to snacks at my desk. And, Locked, and I think I had, drawer. I think, I think I had a, uh, 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 you know, a couple bags of uh, uh, fruit snacks. And I had opened up two or three because I was just planning on reaching in there and and just you know sort of snacking on them over the course of this project I was working on. And I and I don't think that I finished. And I had to get up and leave or something like that. And I, I didn't get back to them for several days. And I reach in there and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about these. Well, let's you know what they've been open for a while. Oh well, whatever. I pop in my mouth and I'm like, oh oh wow, this is this is good. Oh, this is great. <laughs> and it lasted a long time and stuff. So I, it was it was sort of incidental. Uh, but once I once I discovered that. I started, I started applying it to other things. Uh, years and years and years ago, uh, they had this snack called Gushers. Uh, I think it's made by the same people who make uh, like fruit roll-ups and things like that. And it's these little gummy candies that have a little bit of a sour center uh, to them that is liquid. And I like to put those uh, in the summer, take a couple packets of those things, toss them in the freezer, and they get super rock hard. 
But the stuff in the middle doesn't freeze because it has, I don't know, it's made of glycol or antifreeze yeah, it's or something. not actual food. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and so that, that doesn't freeze, but everything else does. And so now you have this super tart, you know, little gummy thing that you have to chew on and suck on for like five minutes before you can break into the, into the center. And then you get this ice cold little sour center that fills your mouth up. And it's just, it's wonderful. I like sour candy as it is. And during the summer, it's a nice cool treat. So there you go. Gushers in the freezers. All right, moving on. We got Jimmy Jeep here with us. Jimmy, what would you have to say is your go-to snack off-road? I'd have to say it'd be sunflower seeds, preferably dill pickle. You're the dill oh. pickle guy, huh? Nah, I, wow. I'm a barbecue fan myself. Either either straight up, uh, you know, no salt, oh, or I go with something ones, a little yeah. bit of barbecue. Something, yeah. The plain is 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 where it's at. Uh, just uh, second up. Second up is low sodium. All right. Yep. Yep. I, I'm not a huge salt fan myself, and I like a little bit of, you know, here and there, but uh, if I have a chance to order, uh, to buy something that's uh, unsalted, like I got, you know, a big thing of mixed nuts on the counter right now, uh, I, I go out of my way to find mixed nuts that aren't salted uh, because, you know, I like a, a snack that doesn't have a whole lot of salt and sodium in it. So, um, but, you know, yeah, same sort of thing there. So, I have a salt. Oh, very good. Oh, are, are, so, let me, let so me so ask you, are you, are you the kind it, of guy it, that. Why do why don't you actually get jujubes? <laughs> well, because you, know, you have a limited flavor uh, selection of jujubes, and and jujubes okay. licorice just is not very good at all, uh, and neither is their lime for that for that matter. So the green and the black jujubes right off the bat are just bottom of the list, um, and so you're left with only you know your the red, the yellow, and the orange, uh, and and that's it. So you know if they had a grape flavor, that would be awesome. Uh, if they had a tropical variation, that would be pretty cool too. But they don't, so. Jujubees are pretty basic, and they're they're re- very limited. Uh, I'd rather uh, experiment and, and create my own sort of uh, jujubee-ish type of snack. So, that's so Jimmy, answer. really quick. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, real quick, are you do you are you the kind of guy that's got like you know forty seven uh, uh, sunflower seeds over in your lip, and you, you got a big <laughs> wad up there, or are you kind of a you no. are you one at a time guy? I'm a two to four at a time guy. Beautiful. Okay. All right. Kind of splitting the difference there. I got you. Yeah, you know, enough, a couple enough in the cheek, chew on one, spit out the. Yeah. <laughs> get it. I get it. I can't tell you how many vehicles I've been in. Uh, you know, clearly this is a sunflower eater because he's missed the mark a few times. And, you know, <laughs> down by the seat, it's just, just a, an endless river of sunflower seeds that are still half moist. Don't, don't put me in that category. Hey, maybe, he's a, <laughs> no, no, no. maybe he was a pirate and the, the, the parrot dropped him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So is Travis with us or has he gone off to bed? Is Travis still here? Yeah. I see him all there. wake up. Is he there? Come on, Travis. What's your favorite snack, buddy? Yeah, I had you muted. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be first. I'm going to go to bed. And I'm last or near the last. I don't have one. And that's all I was going to say. I'm like, I really could care less about eating. Katie's got food in the car. I'm going to eat whatever it is. Other than that, no, don't care. I just... Really? I'm not wow. worried about snacks. Not worried about food. Yeah. I... In the least worried about food whatsoever, snacks. I don't, I don't eat enough. That's, so that's let me ask you: uh, when you when you go out for for a multi for a you know long day trip or something like that, do you at least bring a little something in case you get stranded, or you know, is there is there at least something in the jeep that you can turn to? Hey, there, there, there's going to be chips and <laughs> crackers. I mean, I've always got food and, and sugar and things. Being type one diabetic, but I don't care what it is i'm like ah, there's chips gotcha. there there's crackers there there's a sugar pill there i'm like i'm good i'm gonna have soda galore i drink way more soda than i should um and you and your stale jelly beans i like flat soda <laughs> <laughs> <Jelly beans. laughs> 
flat <laughs> so you're a flat you know, soda hard. drinker really yeah uh, it, it doesn't bother me a bit oh um, mr Bibb is good with with my jeep uh i'd have a two liter always in the vehicle um and it would get hot obviously it's i'm charlotte we got hot days cold days yeah. but the summer there's just a two liter i'm drinking out of a two liter because a 20 ounce bottle ain't gonna get it done Oh, oh man, hot soda! I have can't you, do it. Have you man. seen the minis? Hot uh, flat. Those mini drinks, the mini root beers oh. and cokes. I'm like, what's the point? It's like yeah, getting yeah, those, little, those little those little wax ounces, four yeah. and a half yeah. ounces. Yeah, it's like getting one of those little yeah. wax coke things when you were a kid, and you just uh, yes. pop the whole thing in your mouth and chew it. And it's we done. call those chasers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're mixers. Maybe you're supposed to mix them with vodka or something. Ah, there you go. All right, Travis, uh, in the future, if I see your name on the list, I'm going to try and call on you first. Uh, I know you yeah. got to wake up or all that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, job's changing. Things are changing. No, it, it'll it'll get better here in the next, well, two weeks. Yeah. Good. Much, much Good better atmosphere. Wow. Well, much better. Yeah. Hopefully, you had bigger and better things. Uh, you know, at least uh, you'd be more happy, if nothing else. So. Well, I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but uh, Travis is taking a job as a hitman, international. So he may be calling in from overseas. <laughs> Inter- <laughs> traveling the world actually wow. took a job took a job with a jeep dealership um i'm getting out of the food service industry because it's been killing me uh, it's not i've absolutely loved it but just today's world today's market my employees are, are hard and hard-headed to work sometimes uh jeep came after me local jeep dealership as i hear y'all talking about deadpool and this and that i started researching it talking to friends and Accepted a Jeep dealership at Joe Moss Jeep here in Charlotte. A guy I worked with with all my charity events. Uh, Wonderful. Came after me. I hadn't had time to look for a job. So, yeah. Congratulations. And I'll be selling Jeep. We're headhunted. Well. Wow. Right on. And also, yeah. I'm excited. Well, uh, all, all the best uh, in your new venture. I hope things work out for you. Uh, working at a Jeep dealership, that's going to have to be some uh, some interesting stuff and uh, a lot of fun as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man, uh, best to you and, and best of luck. I wish you all the success. So this is the part of the show we wrap things up, folks. Uh, if you would like to join in on the campfire site chat, we'd definitely like to well, have wait you. Wait a minute. I, I, Don't I, you want to hear wanna, Tony and my snacks? I, I, I want to I, I hear Wendy. I was going to try and skip over Tony uh, real quick. But uh, no, Wendy, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you turn to when you, when you guys are hitting the trail? Is there a snack that you guys like to have in the Jeep when you're off-road or any other time? Yeah, definitely chips, probably Lay's or Fritos would be the choice. But the all-time is the um, almond M&M's. Oh, I love those things. Oh, my gosh. Uh, talk about no. addiction. It's pretty bad. Anything so. almond that's chocolate-covered uh, is really good. Yeah, so. I don't know. They just do it right. Oh, yeah. So Jordan almonds, I think, is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's no, got the, the well, pastel sort color. of, I but... These aren't as fancy. I mean, it's just M and M's. So you have the coating yeah. like you have an M and M with peanuts. It's got almonds in it instead. Oh, they're so much. They're so good. Yep, I'm definitely that's our, that's our yeah. go-to. Uh, a, a a peanut or almond M and M fan myself uh, through and through. So Tony, what about you? I was going to skip over you because I'm sure it's going to be like you know a cup of gravy or something like that. But uh, <laughs> but what, 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 <laughs> what are you going to nuggets? What are you talking about? It's uh, it's bacon with a gravy dipping cup. So. <laughs> Uh, I actually, it's just usually uh, like this last time we uh, they took the trip up to Central Texas. It was a 32-ounce uh, thing of coffee. Uh, I got a big, uh, with this big red cup that I use uh, every uh, every week at the show. I just filled it up with oh, uh, yeah. with coffee. So, uh, 
Just took that along with me, and I didn't think that you were a caffeine guy. I didn't think that you uh, you drank much coffee or, or caffeine at all, for that matter. I, I didn't. Uh, I but it was free at work a number of years ago, and I started uh, having uh, uh, cream and uh, sugar, and uh, people looked at me funny, so I added coffee to it, and uh, so now. <laughs> What what's wrong with you? So you add you add just like two drops of coffee to it, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's like it's cool. You're an adult now, so have a little coffee with your cream and sugar. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's good. I like it. I've gotten to the point where uh, it's uh, you have to get it's uh, it's kind of an acquired taste, but you have to get the right coffee. Uh, I mean, for myself, I can't just drink any coffee. Well, I'll take that back. I can, but I don't enjoy it. It has to be good yeah, water and the right kind of coffee, and it has to be an enjoyable experience. Otherwise, there's no reason to, to be doing it. I'll just drink water. I'm much like every, anything else. I, I am a coffee snob my, my, myself. So it's, you know, the right grind, the right bean, yeah. uh, the right texture, you know, all, it makes all a this world right of process. Difference. It and does make a world of difference. Yeah. Just, I mean, and my, my wife is a, a coffee snob. She's also a Coke snob. She, she will not get a fountain drink coffee, but, I mean, a fountain drink uh, Coke because – the mixture between the carbonation and the yeah, the, the it's watered syrup. down. Yeah. Maybe no, maybe off. Yeah. So and, she and wants any, any given carbonated beverage will taste completely different yep. out of glass. Yep. Yeah, glass was the way to do it. But anyway, I usually just take a big coffee and then uh, uh, get done. Or, or we actually tried stopping at Franklin's Barbecue in Austin, and uh, and sure to form, it was backed up. They had a peep. They had, they had somebody outside handing out tickets for parking. Uh, no, but trying to eat trying to eat a rack of ribs while navigating an obstacle it's really it's difficult. A, I think so it's a little challenging. This is something you guys don't know. I don't eat ribs. I love barbecue, what? but I do what? not like I don't like the what? taste of rib meat. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I've known you for over a decade now. I we've yeah. we talked hours endlessly about oh food and gosh. likes and dislikes and stuff and how is it that i'm just now that slab like, of know, ribs that i sent rib. you the picture of that yes. slab, i didn't have one of those my wife what? keeps saying i get What's that with you i get that for, <laughs> my, for my wife and one of my girls they, look they so like good. oh they look oh wonderful they smelled wonderful well, I just, why oh, wait so oh. is it I just the meat like on the, the bone thing is that is that no it? it's just it's just the flavor i just don't care for that if i if i'm gonna have brisket or sausage or you know, pretty much any any of them, it, it just has the flavor that I like. I don't like the flavor of the, the ribs. Looks great. Smells great. Uh, she enjoys the hell out of them. Uh, I have uh, a, a big, huge thing of uh, moist side of the brisket. That's that's the thing I absolutely I do love. like brisket. I mean, there's nothing to, nothing wrong with brisket. But well, it's oh, like peeling man. shrimp. Why would, you know, you can, you can eat something off the bone, or you can just shove as much of this meat in your mouth and chew, possibly, and then uh, just enjoy it. So I, I think it's a convenience thing. But th- there is a, a little bit of flavor, a weird flavor to it that I don't care for. Well, what about, what about like a pulled pork or, you know, uh, something a, along I'm those lines? I'm a huge pull, a pulled pork fan. A pork is usually very dry and not very flavorful. God, what are you people in Texas doing to your food? I, I have I'm no gonna idea. I'm going to have to come no. there and cook. Uh, Susie loves, Susie loves the, the pulled pork and that stuff. Uh, she, she, I mean, she, that's what she gets when she goes to Bucky's is a, a pulled pork uh, barbecue sandwich. <laughs> uh, but I, I like <laughs> the beef. your wife has some sense. Yeah, I like the yeah. beef. Well, everybody likes something a little bit different, and and that's what we do this whole segment about is to get some perspective as to what you people out there are, are doing to your Jeeps or doing with your Jeeps or just in your life in general if it has to do something with your Jeep. 
I can't thank all of our listeners enough, Chris, Larry, Charles, John Lee, Christopher, Mike, Jimmy, and Travis as well uh, for uh, staying here with us. And, and of course, Charles and Travis for staying up late past our bedtime for joining in on, <laughs> on the show, guys. I really do appreciate the sacrifice you guys make just to be a part of the show. And, of course, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can. There's no special thing that's required. There's no you know pay-to-play or, or anything like that. If this is your first time listening to the show, you can be in our next Campfire Side Chat. All you got to do is follow us on Facebook or, or receive notifications via our newsletter. And it's very easy to sign up for that newsletter. You just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you'll find a link to click and sign up for. And it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. We don't sell your information. We don't spam you. It's literally like one email a week, if that even sometimes. So uh, you don't have to worry about anything like that. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to stay tuned to the show for a big announcement coming up in the coming weeks. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. I'll get you for this gadget. Podcasting since 2010.